The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Power Rankings Tuesday. Presented by DraftKings, America's number one rated sportsbook app and DFS app. It's a new week, which means we'll have a new Spread the Word winner via social media. Easiest contest I'm aware of, just at Ross Tucker Pod, at Ross Tucker NFL. In particular, if you want a signed picture or press pass or football card, and I am racking up the awesome press passes, just go ahead and quote tweet any of the posts about the show. That'll help you quite a bit. Or you can also go ahead and share on Facebook. Those are the two I'm looking for the most. Sponsor confirmation email winner. It's a Madden. It's still a Madden. And it's dealer's choice. Any sponsor you hear me talk about, 10,000, Crocs, Babel this week. How about ExpressVPN? Any sponsor you hear me talk about. Or on the sponsors tab at RossTucker.com. Send it to me, Ross at RossTucker.com. And let me know if you want a PS4 or Xbox or whatever. And then I'm loving the YouTube shout outs. I'm loving interacting with you guys on the comments, the YouTube comments, which is awesome. Speaking of interaction, nothing better than our private Slack channel for the Tuckheads, the patrons, patreon.com slash RT media. How about some shout outs for Heath Coster, Joe Rodriguez and Patrick core as we continue to rack up the patrons. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. Morning, Ross. Let's talk about Monday Night Football. Chargers, 28, Raiders, 14, Justin Herbert, three touchdowns in the first half. Right. The game was delayed by 30-some minutes for lightning. Now, Bri, you've been to the stadium, right? Yes. I guess it's not like a hard roof. They call it a canopy, but I guess I'm confused. I guess they said they gave an explanation, but I didn't see it. I'm a little confused as to how the broadcasters could be on the field. The fans could be in the stands. There's a roof, but the players weren't allowed to be playing. Well, it sounds like 
the everybody on the side? I, I don't know. I'm not even going to try and take a guess. All right. I'm going to have to Google that, or maybe you guys can hit me up. I am sure, even though I was ripping it on social media, at Ross Tucker NFL, I am sure there is some logical explanation. Although, quite frankly, with the taunting penalty on Darren Waller in the first half, and when they called a face mask on Neiman for the Chargers that clearly wasn't, I'm not so convinced there always is a logical explanation for things the NFL does at this point, unfortunately. I, I Believe me, I wish there was, and I wish I had that confidence, but I'm, I'm just not sure I do. Uh, I, it's, but anyway, lightning weather delay, which delayed what I think, Bri, is potentially the best uniform matchup in the NFL. I mean, those baby blue and yellow that the Chargers wore with the Raiders all-white road uniforms, it is just spectacular as I post. If you guys think there's a better uniform matchup, I know our buddy Russell is really in uniforms, especially the Saints. You let me know because I thought that was absolutely terrific last night. Chargers just jumped on him. Chargers marched for a touchdown uh, to par him on the first drive. Eckler was a big part of that touchdown drive on the ground. The Raiders' offensive line, especially in the first half, really struggled. Especially the guards. I mean, you know, they were just letting guys go free. You know, they let Tranquil come on a blitz. They don't touch him. You know, the right guard got bulled over. Simmons got bulled over by Jerry Tillery. Was not great up front for the Raiders. They, they were struggling with the Chargers pass rush. You know, it could have even been worse, really, in the first half. Hunter Renfro made an awesome play. Just terrific instincts and tackle on a fake punt. I don't even know how on that fake punt, the Chargers had a guy split wide and nobody was even covering him. Nobody was on him. Frankly, the Chargers should have thrown the ball earlier, let the guy catch it, and then maybe make a move on Renfro. But I don't know what the Raiders were doing, not having anybody on that guy. But Renfro, just the instincts, the football intelligence, to see that unfolding, to make the big hit so that the guy trying to get it on the fake punt couldn't catch it, that was that was awesome. What wasn't awesome was the face mask and taunting penalties. Look, I am on record on this show as saying I understand why taunting is a point of emphasis and I'm okay with it. I am. They've just gone way too far with it. I mean, we all know what we're trying to dissuade, what we're trying to discourage, why they're flagging this other stuff that isn't even close I think you guys know this. I say this during my broadcasts. When you flag something that isn't targeting or isn't unnecessary roughness or isn't, in this case, taunting, you really muddy the waters and you make it so guys don't even know what they're supposed to do and not supposed to do. That's what frustrates me. Herbert was on fire. He's really a really good player. Um, Man, that has got to be rough for Dolphins fans to watch Justin Herbert play football. I mean, that could be your quarterback. You guys could be like almost a Super Bowl contender 
But you pick Tua, who, look, Tua might end up being fine. He's not going to be Herbert. I mean, what are the odds that Tua ends up being Herbert? Not real good. He had a touchdown pass to Cook, then late in the first half threw one to Eckler. 21-0 at halftime. The Raiders have more penalty yards than total yards in the first half. And you kind of realize this is going to be tough for the Raiders. But they're a second-half team. They battle. They just started chucking it everywhere. They kind of abandoned trying to run the offense through Josh Jacobs. You know, Renfro had a touchdown, was making plays. Ruggs was making plays down the field. Waller got involved. It was just too little too late. They got it to 21-14, and they had the ball. But then they got stopped, and uh, Eckler had another big drive for a Chargers touchdown, 28-14, the final score as the Chargers. Man, that's big back-to-back wins. That is big. At Kansas City, home against the Raiders, both in the AFC West. That's huge. You know what else is huge? Privacy. Or as some people say, privacy. I don't know what people say privacy, but some people do. I say privacy. Did you know when you go online without a VPN, internet service providers can see every single website you visit? Then they sell that information without your consent, by the way, to ad companies and tech giants. Look, this will be my first flight in a while. I've got New Mexico State at Nevada on Saturday night on CBS Sports Network. So I'm going to be in plane. I'm going to be on planes. I'm going to be in airports. I am going to be using ExpressVPN because I want to browse more anonymously and I want to be safe and protected. Secure your online activity by visiting ExpressVPN.com/tucker today. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash Tucker. And you can get an extra three months, extra three months free. ExpressVPN.com slash Tucker. It's time for the all-important power ranking. The worst team in the history of the NFL is... Number 32 this week, the Houston Texans. They dropped quite a bit. But that's back-to-back bad losses. Uh, they had, like, negative yardage in the first half. They lost 40 to nothing. I think right now with Davis Mills and that team where they're at, I think that in my backyard they would lose a series to anybody right now. Sorry, Texans fans, but maybe you don't even care, but I've got you last in my power rankings. 31, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars are not – so I think the Texans might be a legitimately terrible team now. I don't think the Jaguars are a terrible team. The Jaguars have been competitive in a lot of these games, and I think they'll break through and ultimately win a couple. Uh, their head coach, Urban Meyer, did issue an apology yesterday for a viral video uh, that saw him – you got to just look at it. But he was evidently – what I, what, I, what I was surprised by about that, he evidently stayed in Cincinnati after the game last Thursday night. Man, I don't, I've never heard of that. Maybe it's happened on my teams, but stayed in the city. I guess they got, they got the weekend off, and he's like, all right, I'm from the area. I'll just stay in Cincinnati and hang out. He went to an event and I think 
had a decent amount to drink. It looked like it was daddy soda time for urban Meyer. And, um, he was, I don't even know what you call it. I'm not even going there. You know, I know we've got people that listen as a family and whatever you guys could just Google it or check it out on, on social media. I'm sure you can find it. Number 30, the New York jets. You know what, man, I picked the wrong week. I thought this is how the jets would be against the Broncos. They weren't. And then they came back against the Titans and put forth the performance I thought we'd see against the Broncos. Unfortunately, I bet the other way each time on the Even Money podcast, and it's not good. But Zach Wilson making some huge plays. That's what we're looking for from him. The Jets' defense getting after it. That's what we're looking for from Robert Salas and that side of the ball. Highly encouraging performance by the Jets. 29, the Lions. The Lions are in the Jaguars territory of, I know they haven't won a game yet, but I also know they're not a terrible team. They've been very competitive pretty much every time out. They were a disaster in goal-to-go situations against the Bears, which cost them and me dearly. But I still feel like I dropped them a couple spots because they still lost by 10 to Justin Fields because I thought that was a, a winnable game for the Lions. But I still think I just like the vibe I get from that team. Number 28, the New York Giants. Huge win for them. Huge win for Joe Judge. You know, it feels like they're clicking a little bit more on offense now. Daniel Jones, O-line's been serviceable. Getting the ball to Saquon in space. Feels like the Giants have a chance. This is a couple games in a row, really. They should have won. They did win this one. You wonder sometimes if a win like this is just a one-game aberration or if it kind of gets them over the hump and they start to play better moving forward. Number 27, the Colts. Colts got a win. They desperately needed it. Frankly, what I said about the Giants is what I think now about the Colts. Because I think both those teams are good enough to kind of be in the mix after a win like that. We'll see. We'll see if it was just a one-game thing or those wins can kind of propel the Colts and Giants to start playing better week in, week out. 26, the Steelers. Wow. Yeah, I don't know, Brian. I, I don't know since we've been doing this podcast if I've ever seen the Steelers this low. I know everybody's clamoring from the bench, Big Ben. I don't think that's the solution yet. I think you give them a couple more games, two, three, four. They have a really tough schedule coming up, which doesn't help things. And, yeah, I don't think whoever you put in a quarterback is going to really solve anything. But it will be interesting to see because at some point, if it keeps going this way, they're going to want to see what they have in Rudolph and or Haskins. My guess would be, you know, that Roethlisberger would suffer a, uh, a minor injury which is what they would use for the logic for putting somebody else in there. Number 25, the Dolphins. I guess they said on Sunday, I can't remember what the date was, but they said when they expect Tua to be back, which is good because, you know, this season's starting to slip away from the Dolphins pretty quickly. Oh, by the way, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins lost three in a row. 24, the Chicago Bears. It always feels like 
the Bears record is better than what it feels like, if that makes sense. Like, the Bears are 2-2. Two and two. There's a lot of teams that wish they were 2-2. Two and two. There's teams that would die to be 2-2. Two and two. Yet, it still always seems like the Bears, you'd think they're 0-4. It's kind of weird. Number 23, the Atlanta Falcons. That was a tough loss. That felt to me like a swing game for the Falcons and Washington. And that was one where I really thought, I mean, the Falcons had a couple of double-digit leads. I really thought the Falcons would get that done. That was a tough, rough loss for the Falcons to lose that one at home to a Washington team that's not great right now. Speaking of them, number 22, the Washington football team. Yeah, I mean, it's really sort of the exact opposite conversation of what I just had with the Falcons, which is that it was a huge swing game. The Washington football team needed that win to stay in the mix in the NFC East. It would have just felt much different if they lost that one. They were one and three. Their only win was kind of fortunate against the Giants. So that was a that was an impressive and a valiant comeback by Washington, although I still kind of feel like they're not really going anywhere until that defense starts to play better. Number 21, Philadelphia Eagles. So the good news for the Eagles is the offense got back on track and looked really good. They scored 30 points. Frankly, it should have been more than that. Hertz had a good day. The revamped O-line looked good. The bad news is the Eagles didn't really stop the Chiefs once. I mean, Eric Wilson got one interception, but that's about it. Other than that, the Chiefs scored touchdowns every time. I mean, you got to at least try to hold them to a field goal in those situations. They weren't able to do it. And so this is a huge game for them to try to stay in the mix against Carolina on Sunday. What's been huge for me is these shorts from 10,000. I like their versatile shirt too. But their shorts are so stretchy, so comfortable. I mean, they have, they literally, for those of you that are really into working out, and I know it's a lot of you, they have an interval short, which is versatile and great for hit, spinning, short runs. Then they've got the foundation short, which is more like durability for tough gym days, outdoor adventures. Then the session short which is super lightweight for like running, yoga, mobility. I love anybody that knows that works out a lot knows it's just nice to have shorts that feel like you're not wearing shorts, if that makes sense. Well, 10,000 is offering you guys 15% off your purchase. Go to 10,000.cc and enter code Ross Tucker to receive 15% off your purchase. That is 10,000.cc and enter code Ross Tucker. Number 20, the Tennessee Titans. Really disappointing, bad loss. I know they were without a couple of wide receivers, which hurt them. But that's still a game you need to win. You know, they're lucky there in the AFC South, which is not very good. But that, that game could have afforded them some space in their division, some breathing room, because they would have been three and one. You know, the Colts two games behind them, the Texans two games behind them, the, the Jags three games behind them, but they did not afford themselves that breathing room. 
Number 19, the Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, man, I mean, they feel like the best one and three team. I'm trying to think who else is one and three. But off the top of my head, well, I guess the Patriots are one and three too. So Vikings and Patriots feel to me like the best one and three teams. Number 18, the Patriots. Really impressive performance, I thought, defensively against a loaded Bucks team and Brady. I thought they held them in check for the most part. And then obviously Mac Jones was terrific, which is a great sign for him and them moving forward. I really do think brighter days, better days are ahead for New England. Number 17, the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, they are. They're kind of textbook Jameis Winston team. Like when Jameis Winston is your starter, this seems to be what happens. You look good and win, look bad and lose. Look good and win, look bad and lose. I mean, this is this has been the MO for every team I feel like Jameis has ever been on. Fair or unfair, that's just what it feels like. Number 16, the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are three and one, man. Now, I haven't been overly impressed with any of their wins. I guess in Pittsburgh was probably the best one. Jacksonville, they're fortunate. Vikings, they're fortunate. They lose to a Bears team that I have ranked 24th in the power rankings. So the Bengals have benefited from a favorable schedule. We'll see how they do against the Ravens and the Browns of the world. Number 15, the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, what's interesting there, Bri, is now they're acting like Jimmy Garoppolo might be able to uh, end up playing this week. Let me just tell you, highly, highly doubt it. Okay? That's how this thing goes. I think they want to make whoever they're playing this week prepare for both quarterbacks. I'm not really buying it. As I tweeted last night at Ross Tucker NFL, I can't remember the last time a guy said publicly he's out for a couple weeks and then played in that next game. That, like, never happened. So maybe it's the case, Bry. I don't know. We'll obviously find out. But I'm not buying that Jimmy G plays this week. I think it's Trey Lance time. Number 14, the Seahawks. You know, it's funny because I put them in that same category of just a huge win for them. Huge win against San Francisco because, you know, they could not have afforded to be two games behind both the Niners and the Rams and three games behind the Cardinals already. Couldn't do it. Found a way to win. Now they got an even bigger one. Thursday night against the Rams, which is a great Thursday night game. Number 13, Carolina Panthers. So I don't know what to think of them. Um, It was obviously their first loss. It's also their first full game without McCaffrey. That's another one where the Panthers are acting like he might play in this game this week against the Eagles. I highly doubt that. You know, when it's a skilled guy like that, and it's a hamstring or something like that, they usually err on the side of caution, and they should. You don't want that thing to be a nagging thing. I might be proven wrong, but I don't believe for a second 
that Christian McCaffrey plays in this game. Number 12, the L.A. Chargers. Go, Chargers, go. Los Angeles, Super Chargers. Los Angeles, Chargers. Los Angeles, Super Chargers. Los Angeles, Chargers. Man, I got to tell you, that does not have the same ring to it as San Diego. Is it the same amount of syllables? San Diego is four. Los Angeles is four. Why isn't it roll off the tongue the same way, Bri? I, I, I'm not even going to go there. Don't, no, San Diego, Superchargers, Los Angeles, Chargers. Okay, I got it. It's just like the way I deliver it, I think. So I already kind of talked about them. Herbert's awesome. They've got a good team. Number 11, the Broncos. Drop them a decent amount. They kind of got handled by the Ravens at home. And it makes you wonder if the Broncos are actually decent or if it was really just, you know, that schedule they played the first three games. Number 10, the Raiders. The Raiders. So uh, they still have some challenges, but I still think they're a good team. I mean, uh, Carr still playing at a high level. That stadium, I thought they would be able to take advantage of it. 75, 80% Raiders fans last night. They didn't. But I still think the Raiders deserve to be in the top 10 based on what they did the first three weeks. I think Raiders, Chargers, Raiders, Broncos in a series would be interesting. But I'm, I'm still going to give them the slight edge. Number nine, the Dallas Cowboys. Three in a row. And even their loss against the Bucks was the opener and they played pretty well. And think about their wins. A three and one Chargers team, a three and one Panthers team, and they smoked the Eagles. Cowboys are a coming. Number eight, the Ravens. Ravens are kind of on a roll too after that opening night loss to the Raiders in overtime. Ravens could easily be undefeated. I mean, the Ravens just win, man. I mean, they easily could have lost the Chiefs game, easily could have lost the Lions game. But for some reason, John Harbaugh, it just seems like he finds a way to win. Vic Fangio, not happy with John Harbaugh running a play to try to get the 100 yards. I have mixed emotions about that. On the one hand, that streak probably means a lot to like the O-lineman, so I get it. On the other hand, it's kind of like a cheap way to, to keep the streak going, number one. But Fangio complaining about it, it's like, eh, you threw a pass with 10 seconds left. I don't know that you should be complaining that much if they're going to run it with six seconds left. Number seven, the Green Bay Packers. Go, Pack, go. They're another one. Drop that week one game. Ever since, they've been very good, very much in control. And I think maybe the best thing for the Packers is it feels like their defense is playing better. And that that was a big critique I had of them. But that unit's playing better. Give Joe Barry, their new D.C., some credit. Number six, Kansas City Chiefs. So I didn't move the Chiefs up or down, which I think is more relative to the other teams in front of them. But the Chiefs' defense is not good. I, I mean, the Eagles scored 30 points. It probably easily should have been over 40. The Eagles moved the ball at will on the Chiefs. They never punted. 
it was just a couple red zone things, mainly Eagles penalties. I mean, they the Chiefs defense is not enabling them to be a top five team right now. Number five, the Cleveland Browns. So I think Baker Mayfield might be hurt. He did not look good at all in that game against the Vikings. As I always say, though, it's a really good sign if you don't play well as a team and your quarterback doesn't play well in the NFL and you still win. So kudos to Baker and the Browns for getting it done. But whatever he's got, he needs to get treatment on it and feel better. Look, October is fall car care month. Baker Mayfield needs to take care of himself and he needs to take care of his car. That means AutoZone is here to help you with your car's often forgotten upkeep and cleaning. Let me just tell you, I'm a huge believer in this. Huge believer. Because you know what you don't want? You don't want your car to break down as the weather gets worse. You don't want to have those kind of issues. Get the scheduled oil changes before the cold weather hits. Replace your air filters if you have to. Make sure you get the inspection. Make sure you get all of the preventive care, preventative care. It works. They also offer free same-day pickup along with next free next-day delivery. You can even order as late as 10 p.m. AutoZone is basically going out of their way to make this as easy as possible for you guys. Tune-ups are not only for your car, but they boost your confidence. Well, you guys know I'm driving all over the place every weekend. I cannot afford to have car issues. So this fall car care month, show your car you care and start by shopping your way at AutoZone.com. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Number four, the Los Angeles Rams. Did you like that, Brian? That was awesome, Ross. That was like that was like how the, how the commercials are. Get in the zone, auto zone. It's added value right there for auto zone. So the Rams are still a very good team. They were due for a loss. I wasn't surprised by that at all. I am really mad I didn't take the Cardinals and the points on the Even Money podcast. That's it. All right, number three, the Bucks. So the Bucks stop here. You get it, Brian? Yeah. Wow. He's not even doing anything audible anymore, folks. For the thousands of you that listen only, you don't watch on YouTube.com slash NFL. He just gave like the saddest nod ever. You might have to check out our YouTube just to see Bry's sad, like not going to play along with my dad jokes uh, recognition there. Listen, the Bucks are not quite where I thought they'd be. And I think the injuries on defense are a big reason why, but they're still one of the best teams in the NFL. Number two, the Buffalo Bills. So I actually think the top two teams are like right now, clearly the top two teams. The Bills are on a mission, so you better just listen. Wisen up because they're all about kicking butt on the NFL field. Do you know what song that's from, Brian? No. Because you know it feels good. Yeah. Isn't that what it is? I, I don't know. How's it go? Better just listen. Wisen up because I'm all about kissing good. No, 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 no. It takes two to make a thing go right. That's what it's from. Mm. It takes two to make it out of sight. 
This is another one of those episodes where people are going to think I was drinking beforehand. I can assure you, I am not. Russ's number one team, which is totally meaningless, but it's fun and will get many of you incredibly annoyed, is... Number one this week, the Arizona Cardinals. The last undefeated team in the NFL. They went on the road and smoked my number one team before this. They got to be number one. I don't have a choice. You do have a choice when it comes to other things you do with your life. I have a couple of recommendations. Number one, become a patron. If you love this show and listen every day, you would love being able to chat with other people just like you. Patreon.com slash RT Media. You can even be an I Think We're Done Here member and get a shout out for your business at the end of every show. Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture, Vision Comics with an X, HumanHeadNYC.com, SteakhouseSports.com. You can do that. Or you can also listen to later today or later on this week to the Even Money podcast and the College Draft podcast, both of which are outstanding. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. you got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 109-WITH-IT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, it doesn't always, sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit.